0: Press the follow or subscribe
1: button in your podcast app to get daily updates from the front. From the Journalists of the Australian, here's what's on the front. I'm Claire Harvey. It's Wednesday, November 30. Hands off are critical minerals. That's the Albanese government's position on Chinese investment in the $20 billion industry, which supplies vital resources to defence, space and communications agencies. The government's exploring ways to limit foreign investment on the grounds of national security. That's likely to be met with a furious response from Beijing. Mining jobs could take a significant hit if coal mine closures are fast-tracked. Secret modelling, viewed by The Australian, shows almost 800 jobs are on the line in the New South Wales Upper Hunter alone. The government is considering plans to cap coal prices in tandem with state premiers. Queensland's not having a bar of it though, with Premier Anastasia Palaszczuk rejecting the idea outright. In 2023, Australians will head back to the polls to vote on Anthony Albanese's key cultural promise an Indigenous voice to parliament. I begin by acknowledging the traditional owners of the land on which we meet. I pay my respect to their elders, past, present and emerging. And on behalf of the Australian Labor Party, I commit to the Uluru Statement from the heart. But what could have been the defining moment of Albanese's leadership risks becoming a nationally divisive issue. At least one Nationals MP, Andrew Gee, has already broken ranks with his party to back the voice just one day after the party stated definitively it would actively campaign against the change. In this episode, we're delving into the complex politics and personalities at play as the debate explodes for the first time. The debate over an Indigenous voice to Parliament has just been supercharged by a conflict between two of the country's most prominent Indigenous leaders, Noel Pearson and Jacinta Numpiimpa-Price. Lawyer, academic and activist Noel Pearson has accused the National Party of backflipping on their support for The Voice and capitulating to Senator Price.
0: Well, it's obviously just Price's entry into the parliament that has turned everything around. But it is also this leader, this apparent supposed leader, little proud, little pride, a man of little pride. And he's like a kindergarten kid, not a leader. They've, they've, the nationals have foisted the mantle of leadership on a boy who's incapable of the leadership that's necessary for the country and for his party. I really think that the National Party is writing itself off for the future.
2: I'm telling you now, it is not racist to disagree with a proposal that's been put forward to the Australian people that lacks detail, that divides us along the lines of race. I do not buy into that narrative. I would suggest that that sort of narrative is coercive control. It's a way to push people into feeling guilt for our nation's history, when we should be celebrating who we are as Australians because only then can we actually achieve anything real for our marginalised.
1: Paige Taylor is the Australian's Indigenous Affairs Correspondent and West Australian Bureau Chief. She joins me now. Paige, so where are things at now?
0: Well, this puts some pressure on the Liberal Party who don't have a formal position yet. Uh, What we saw with the Nationals was emphatic and it's not a view shared by all the state branches, actually. Western Australia's National Party supported the Uluru Statement from the Heart and the Voice at their state conference in 2019 and they're not changing that position.
1: So let's take it to these two powerful personalities who are now at the centre of this debate on a voice... Jacinta Numpayinpa price is an outspoken national senator from the Northern Territory. She's a Walpuri woman, the daughter of teachers, who served as an Alice Springs councillor before being elected to federal parliament earlier this year. My name is Jacinta Nampiyinpa-Price and I was born in the
2: tropical town of Darwin in 1981. To my Walpuri mother, Bess Nungarei Price and my Australian-born Anglo-Celtic father, Dave Price. My dreamings are Bay which is crocodile from my conception site on Melville Island in saltwater country. And my inherited dreamings from my other Walpuri fathers are Ngapa, rain dreaming, and Warlu, which is fire dreaming from the desert. I'm a mother of four sons, uh, three who are my own, and my youngest is my stepson. Now as I sit down to write this speech, news comes to me that one of my skin mother's nieces has been stabbed in the head in a town camp in Alice Springs
0: uh, just last week. She's been a very strong advocate for women and children who are the victims of violence. Uh, She's been quite candid about what she says about the extent of the crisis in remote communities, and I think that's been embraced by a lot of Australians. They appreciate that candour. She has, uh, I think it's fair to say, a star power. People listen to her. She has a way of speaking that is very engaging and her popularity has gone through the roof since she entered Parliament.
1: So let's talk about Noel Pearson. He's one of Australia's most prominent lawyers and academics. He started out as a land rights activist, but has become a very prominent voice in the field of Indigenous education. Australia doesn't make sense without recognition. Until the First Peoples are afforded our rightful place, we're a nation missing its most vital heart.
0: I thought he was utterly withering, as we've come to expect from Mr Pearson when he's making his points and he makes his points so well. But I also noticed that he took care to explain that he believed that the fault lay with others who are not Senator Price. He believes that she's being driven by other forces, people who were went out looking for an Indigenous person to, as he says, punch down on other blackfellas. I suspect Mr Pearson has come out so strongly because he's reached a point where he understands there's no hope of bringing Senator Price over to his side of the argument.
1: Paige, over the years, Noel Pearson has been a critic of people who claim to be progressive but in fact uh, don't address the practical problems that Indigenous people, especially in remote communities, face. What's his argument for the voice at its core?
0: One of his strongest arguments is that it will be practical and I can see some parallels between uh, the kind of voice that he and others support and something like the Family Responsibility Commission in Cape York, which he helped get going. And and that's about Indigenous people making decisions about their community and what goes on there—that's been a huge success in a lot of ways. It's all about taking advice from people who actually know what's going on.
1: So, Paige, it's suddenly become quite personal. Just enterprise is saying that the Indigenous Affairs Minister, Labor's Linda Burney, is dripping with Gucci, suggesting that she's out of touch with the remote communities that she's visiting. Noel Pearson is accusing Jacinta Price of being a shill really for conservative think tanks and being used by white conservatives. Did you expect it to get this personal this quickly?
0: Honestly, I was surprised it took this long. I think the stakes are so high and the feelings are so strong that it was only a matter of time before we started to see some fairly strong rhetoric. I think that the campaigners on both sides have been reasonably disciplined. They didn't want to have a brawl that would discredit whatever side they're on. But as we get closer and closer to a referendum, it's, I think it's inevitable that people are going to get more candid.
1: Coming up, where to now? The proponents of The Voice. Access a world of true crime podcasts on Crimex Plus, where award winning journalists take a deep dive into unsolved cases.
2: Every week we're waking up to a dead woman, a dead mother, sister, auntie, grandmother. It's not good enough.
1: From the team that brought you The Teacher's Pet, Shadow of Doubt and Dying Rose, unlock early ad-free and bonus content from brand new series and flagship shows such as I Catch Killers with Gary Jubelin. One was shot in the mouth and I thought he was dead. Another one had been shot with a shotgun and I got the overspray. Search for CrimeX Plus on Apple Podcasts to start digging deep into the world of true crime. So, Paige, where do we go now? Anthony Albanese's been attacked from the left, from people who believe that a voice doesn't go far enough and that, in fact, we should have a treaty like the Greens' Senator, Lydia Thorpe.
0: There can be no justice
2: without peace. Treaty could bring that peace.
1: Now he's being attacked from what many would characterise as the right, that the voice is a progressive waste of time and it doesn't address any practical issues.
2: I've spoken to people throughout communities in the Northern Territory, those whose first language is not English, who don't understand a thing about what this voice proposal is about, who are living their day to day worrying about how they're not going to encounter violence in their lives, worrying about how they're going to manage their affairs without humbug from their relatives who are dealing with alcohol and substance abuse, worrying about ensuring that their kids are actually going to get to school because now their remote community is overcome with
1: alcohol-fuelled violence. Do you think this changes the calculation for Albanese about whether he pushes ahead so soon?
0: I suspect he anticipated that he was going to cop it from both sides. He seems quite determined that the referendum will be in the next financial year. And I am still hearing that people widely expect it to be held in the second half of next year.
1: But isn't there a massive risk page that if the referendum goes to a vote and doesn't pass, that this is the one chance, maybe in a generation, maybe in our lifetimes? to get this reform that he so deeply wants through?
0: That is the great fear, that there is only one chance for this and it could be at least a generation before it's revisited if it doesn't get up. The other thing that people on both sides of the debate are concerned about is how divisive not only the campaign might be but the result if the voice doesn't succeed. There's a concern that this may reinforce the most pessimistic views about our country.
1: Do you think it's inevitable that the Liberals will now oppose the voice?
0: I believe what the keenest voice proponents hope for is that Mr Dutton will allow his members a free vote, as John Howard did with the Republic referendum. But I also see in Mr Dutton's rhetoric almost an invitation to voice proponents to make their case. He hasn't said no. And he has people inside his own party, including his Indigenous Affairs spokesman, who don't want the referendum to fail. So there's reason for voice proponents to be hopeful about that, but it it is a difficult situation for him, I expect, because he's got a lot of MPs who are against
1: it. Paige Taylor is The Australian's Indigenous Affairs correspondent you can read all about that story and the rest of the nation's best news, business, sport and politics right now at theaustralian.com.au.
0: My name is Manny Karoudis and I'm a former New South Wales policeman turned investigative reporter with a passion for missing persons cases. I'm here to quickly tell you about our True Crime Australia podcast, The Missing. In this series, I look at old missing persons cases which have all gone cold in an attempt to try and uncover new information which could help see these missing people reunited with their loved ones or any form of clue that could bring these families closure. The Missing is available now wherever you get your podcasts and early and ad-free on Crimex Plus on Apple Podcasts.